the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woo! It's Friday night. It is all mine. And you know what? It's so much mine that I get to have a little fun with y'all in this Friday Fun Day edition to where I get to play a little game with y'all coming up in just about 10, 15 minutes or so called Dead or Alive. I'm going to give names of some celebs. One lucky caller is going to get to answer those questions. And if you get more right than you get wrong, then I'm just going to send you a little Amazon gift card. And I know that I'm not like the biggest fan of Jeff Bezos, but come on, who doesn't use Amazon? And uh, it's one of the best, easiest uh, gift cards I can give out that the majority of people use or or have use of. So stay tuned, because when we give the phone number out, y'all can call in to play that game. Um, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, (laughs) the Um, yeah, we got a game going on, and, and, and America's losing it with that one in, in the White House. We got another clip coming up uh, to, to play for y'all for him that um, uh, is, is a nominee for Stink of the Week. Um, speaking of a game, though, Elon Musk, has he been playing a game? Because breaking news today is that he's bailing out. He told Twitter that he's terminating uh, the deal to buy the social media giant. He's claiming... Uh, that they appear, quote, to have made false and misleading representations when he agreed to buy the company and they have breached multiple provisions of the initial agreement. Um, And it has to do reportedly with the um, number of bots, fake accounts going on at Twitter. And it's, I don't know, I'm not, obviously... This type of big big buyout isn't my expertise. It's not something I've ever been involved in. You know, there's typically teams and teams and teams of lawyers that handle this kind of corporate takeover and mergers and acquisitions. Remember the movie Working Girl, right? The whole big uh, the whole big company handling that. That's the kind of thing that's involved here. Um, but you can still bring some common sense to this and go, hmm, is this really adding up here? Um, According to Musk's lawyer, Twitter has failed or refused to provide uh, this information. For nearly two months, Mr. Musk has sought the data and information necessary to make an independent assessment of the prevalence of fake or spam accounts on Twitter's platform. And this information is fundamental to Twitter's business and financial performance, yada, yada, yada. I'm sitting here going, okay, um, hmm, um, could this not have been done before he made an offer to buy could there not have been due diligence done? Because right now, according to according to Twitter, they can file a lawsuit against him for for breach of contract. So that tells me that really the due this is past the point of doing the due diligence, and it just makes me wonder if this was ever a serious play or if it's just him enjoying um, like a game of cat and mouse with the public. This is what this guy does, right? 
you know, the other day he puts out some tweet announcing the birth of twins. He's now a father of nine and he's tweeting out that he's doing his part to deal with the depopulation problem of the world. That the left is trying to tell everybody that we, we've got too many people and we need to, to you know, do population control. And that's not true, he says, that he's, you know, that we actually don't have enough people in the planet and he's doing his part. And I was actually interviewed on a show to where they actually thought he was serious about that. It's like, <laughs> you actually think that he actually fathered a set of twins because he's literally trying to, to stop a problem of, of depopulation. Come on now. Now, see, on a serious tip, I do think in America, I think part of the, the war on the family waged by the left to try to stop traditional Americans from uh, raising families together and, you know, the push to, you know, now there's even a movement on the part of the left telling kids, you know, with climate change, you really shouldn't even bring kids into this world. I do think that there's that's part of the cultural Marxist movement to stop Americans from procreating, then they can justify open borders and bring in people that to do jobs, quote, that we don't have enough Americans to do, right? But do I believe that Elon Musk had babies number eight and nine as doing his part to stop depopulation? No, I do not. And oh, by the way, I don't have a problem, though. Any of y'all dudes out there are going to be spreading your seeds around as long as you got the money and are prepared to put in the time to till and tend that garden. Because you aren't doing you aren't doing the world any favor. Do, I mean, how many segments do we have to talk about the troubled young man problem we got going on in this country right now because of fatherless homes? This dude supposedly doesn't even have a home. This dude's brought in babies number eight and nine, and he supposedly couch surfs. Remember that story from from a couple months ago? So I just think that this is a reminder, uh, and and the and a reminder. We've we've talked about this many times with our friend Brian Maloney and Red Wave America to be careful conservatives on who you think is a hero. You know, it, when Joe Rogan decided he was going to, you know, have Dr. Malone on his show and have a conversation, uh, everybody was like, oh, he's our, he's our conservative hero. And um, actually, he's not. And now he's refusing to have Trump on his show. So, you know, these, these are people that, that are masters at manipulating the public for attention. They're not conservatives. And that's all that this game is about. It's about atten- it, it's about attention. And Brian Maloney was also telling us he was he was one of the few people at the time who was like, why is everybody jumping on this bandwagon of Elon Musk? That Elon Musk is going to save America because he's going to save free speech through Twitter. Um, I, I can't I, I'm on Twitter one a couple times a day. I can't stand to be on there. Um, that's not what's going to save uh, um, America and free speech. Quite no, frankly, I, but but I will say, as somebody that has left Twitter, I was excited at the possibility of it having to return somewhat to a saner space to be at because I would like to go back. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but what what I don't like is the idea of any looking looking to any one person to save America and save conservatism, we need to join together and rally together as a people and be active as a community and as a MAGA community, instead of sitting back lazily, apathetically waiting for somebody with a lot of money to step in and solve every problem for us. Right. That's not the solution to save this country. Right. Um, So that's one of the problems I have with it. Number two, Americans need to take some responsibility for their own information and not count on Twitter. Every time I have to report about the large percentage of Biden voters that are mad 
that they didn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop story because they didn't because it got banned off of Twitter. It makes me angry. If you're if Twitter is your only source of information, you're doing it wrong. And I know, unfortunately, a lot of people that get their main news off of Facebook or Twitter. Right. Twitter is also a cesspool of hate. It's one of the reasons why Justice Kavanaugh um, is continuing to be harassed and threatened and intimidated in violation of federal law. Um, the latest case of it. You would think that after Roe v. Wade and after the decisions that come about that people go, okay, well, it's done. Now, you know, at least if they're going to, ra- you know, protest somebody, they might then take it to the local level because that's really where the decisions rest at this point. But no, they're continuing to harass Kavanaugh this time at a steakhouse. So Kavanaugh went to um, eat, d- eat dinner at uh, Morton's Steakhouse in downtown D.C. And I got to tell you, by the way, if you got a choice of Morton's or Ruth's Chris, just my opinion is you want to go with Ruth's Chris. But anyway, so he was eating dinner at Morton's in downtown D.C. Um, he reportedly, this was, I think, last night, he reportedly had to leave through the back door due to protesters. Um, one report was is that he had already finished his meal and even had dessert before he left, so it didn't really affect his meal. But um, shut down D.C., which is one of these activist groups that seeks to try to persecute anybody that has a difference of opinion than they do. This is tyranny. This is fascism. This is scary stuff. Uh, there is a revolution going on in the country right now. That's why it frustrates me when people act like, oh, here's our hero who's going to step in, Joe Rogan. Now we've got a celebrity who's going to fix America for us when we've got a revolution going on and we better get active because they are. Shut down D.C. tweeted, we hear Kavanaugh snuck out the back with his security detail. At Morton's should be ashamed for welcoming a man who so clearly hates women. Here's what Morton's um, had to say about it. And by the way, the Supreme Court had, had made no statement about this. Shame on John Roberts for not issuing a statement. Shame on the Joe, uh, Joe Biden administration for not issuing a statement. But here's what Morton said to say about it. Honorable Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and all of our other patrons at the restaurant were unduly harassed by unruly protesters while eating dinner at our Morton's restaurant. Politics, regardless of your side or views, should not trample the freedom at play of, uh, of the right to congregate and eat dinner. There is a time and a place for everything. Disturbing the dinner of all of our customers was an act of selfishness and void of decency. Absolutely correct. The indecency on display today, there's videos going around I saw from Charlie Kirk and Turning Point of women laying down with their hands shackled, fake blood all over their crotch and screaming and going around protesting. You women doing that, as well as those wearing the pink hats back on the day that Trump were inaugurated, are making just a spectacle of yourselves. You're not impressing anybody. Nobody's impressed. Nobody's swayed. You're not influencing anybody. You're showing your mental illness. We do have a mental illness problem in this country. And a lot of it involves the, the, the level of narcissism that makes somebody feel entitled to just go and destroy an entire restaurant's worth of, of, of diners. They don't care. They don't care how many people that are barely scraping by waiting tables and bussing tables are in there whose livelihood's about to be affected. All they care about is getting their way. When asked about uh, this situation and what happened by Peter Ducey, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre basically had, had nothing good to say, at least nothing appropriate to say in response. Skins, can you please play clip one? Peaceful protest. Uh, people should be allowed to be, to be able to do that. In a restaurant. 
If it's outside of a restaurant, if it's peaceful, for sure. Really? Peaceful protest. Where you were, your first question so to me just, was so, intimidation. So these justices, because protesters do not agree with an opinion that they signed on to, have no right to privacy. Is what you're but saying? But Peter, this is this is people have the right. To, this is what a democracy is. People, people have the right. right to privacy? Of course, people have a right to privacy, but people also have a right uh, to be able to protest peacefully. Is that peacefully? Safe? It's the, the intimidation and the violence that we condemn. It's against federal law. It, yeah, she says it's it, it's the intimidation we don't condone. This was intimidation. This is against federal law to picket and to protest a, a Supreme Court justice. It is obstruction of justice. And whether or not they're still in session, whether or not they're still hearing cases, it doesn't matter. This is meant to intimidate him and to threaten him. And it also intimidated and threatened and disturbed and was a disturbance of the peace of the other diners who had the right to privacy and to eat a dang meal. But let me remind everybody, Maxine Waters, this is their idea of democracy. It's their way or there's hell to pay. Maxine Waters, if you see them in a restaurant, if you see them pumping gas, you surround them. You get a mob. You tell them they're not welcome here. We need to gather together in mobs and tell the Democrats you're not welcome. This kind of fascism, this kind of tyranny and threats and intimidation, your communism and fascism and totalitarianism is not welcome in the United States of America. And if you're a Republican running for office, I want you to be speaking out and saying we are we aim to crush you. We aim to crush you. Scans before I take a break. Did I have a caller on the line? You do. Uh, our good friend, Disaffected Mike's calling on a Friday. Oh, good. I'm glad because I can't scream anymore. Oh, Mike Char- dropped off. Oh, he dropped off. All right. Mike, well, call back. We're going to take a break. We come back. I will be taking calls. In fact, we're going to be playing my favorite little game from yesteryear that I used to play all the time on my show, Dead or Alive. The number is 888-344-1170. If you get the questions correct, more right than you get wrong, you're going to win a little gift card for Amazon. So come on back. Dead or Alive contest on its way. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I used to have a lot of fun playing this game pretty much on a weekly basis on my show. And I haven't done it in a while because, you know, I wanted to allow things to kind of settle down in terms of dead or alive with celebrities because, you know, bring too much focus on it. Then people are too aware of what's happening. Right. So it's time to revive the very popular dead or alive game. And we've got Monica from Oceanside's on the line. She's going to play with us. All right, Monica, you ready? I am. Okay, here's how it's going to work. So I'm going to I'm going to list names. You're going to answer each name, dead or alive. And if you get more right than you got wrong, then you get a little $20 Amazon gift card. Okay? Yay. You ready? Yay. Okay. okay. Okay, well, I'm going to start. I, I'm actually going to start with, I don't know if this is going to, this may be, may be a, a, a tough one. So we'll, but, you uh, know, I think you can probably handle it. All right, uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is alive. <laughs> America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. Monica from Oceanside, oftentimes people are questioning from day to day basis whether or not he's dead or alive. Okay, so (laughs) glad you got a laugh out of that. All right. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Alive. Okay. Ray Liotta. Dead. Okay. Um, That was an easy one because that would just happen. Yeah. All right. Dick Van Dyke. He's alive. All right. Doing good so far. Um, Tony Bennett. Dead. 
Oh, Tony Bennett's alive, Miss Monica. Oh. All right, you're doing it. You're, okay, hang in there. We got more to go. Okay. Um, Estelle Harris. Estelle Harris, she is alive. Yes, good one. All right, Marlon Brando. Dead. All right, all right, you're on a roll. Um, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is dead. Wrong. All right, so keep uh, keeping track. Now, I think you're still. I think you're still doing okay, though. Luke Perry from nine hundred two one zero. Oh, I think he died. Yes. All right. Last one. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Oh, alive. No, he's dead. All right. Oh. So let me let me add it up. Okay. Um, I got three wrong. No, you got four wrong. You got four Tony. Wrong. You got Tony Bennett. You got Estelle Harris, Mel Brooks, and Bernie Mac. But okay. you, but you got six right, so you're good. Yay! Yay! All right, Miss Monica from Oceanside. <laughs> well done. All right, thanks for playing. Stay, stay, stay on the line. And uh, Woo! it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. We're having big fun here on tonight's Andrew K Show. Big fun, guessing dead or alive. All right, stay tuned, Miss Monica from Oceanside, and uh, Skins will get your information. All righty. Um, yeah, we, uh, Biden alive. I don't know. He's barely alive. We know that he's just being propped up because we know he's not actually making any decisions on anything. So there was a big announcement today, speaking of Biden, that he was going to do an executive order that was supposed to restore access to abortion on the part of women. It's kind of hard to go from dead or alive to this kind of serious topic, but we're, we're going to do it um, because it's important information. So um, so he comes, does a press conference today, and he's got uh, Kamala Harris behind him. He's got uh, Sarah behind him from Healthy Human Services. And he um, he's already admitted, by the way, he's, di- he's already dismissed several ideas that the, the far-left kooks have, have come up with in order to... Um, to try to restore abortion access. They wanted uh, abortion providers to work on federal land. He said no to that. Too many ramifications. He's also said that he's not going to support expanding the Supreme Court. So what can he do? I mean, what is this executive order supposed to do? And as they laid out um, in writing what this executive order is, it's actually really vague. And I think it's intentionally vague. And I think that if you start reading between the lines on a couple of it, uh, of a points here, it actually starts to look a little frightening. The first thing that he said is that he is directing uh, Javier Becerra from HHS to submit a report to him within 30 days on the actions that his, uh, his department is taking on the matter. What actions can Health and Human Services do? The Supreme Court made a decision, made a decision. They've returned this back to the states according to the U.S. Constitution. That was the right thing to do, according to the U.S. Constitution, to this is something that's supposed to be handled where a republic of states supposed to be handled at the state level. Now the next course is that the state legislatures in each state gets to decide we're supposed to be a government that's representative of the people. So this is technically it's supposed to be now at the, you know, um, decided by the people through their representatives, not through HHS. Can you show me the part of the U.S. Constitution that says Javier Becerra gets to, to gets to uh, usurp states' rights? 
All this tells me, Andrea, is, is this executive order should be null and void. Well, but I but I'm not really sure what the plan is because the president also is is establishing quote an interagency task force on reproductive health access, which will include Attorney General Merrick Garland. So what would a what would the the top law enforcement agent and the top lawyer in this country do with an interagency task force? They've got some kind of legal plan here that is beginning to shape into something a little frightening to me because it goes on to say that the um, department is tasked, HHS will um, take action to expand access to emergency contraception. All right, well, um, you know, making things like IUDs accessible, okay, birth control accessible. However, they go on to say that they've directed um, that Mayor Garland has issued a statement saying that states cannot ban mifepristone, which is a medication used to end early pregnancy that has FDA approval. Well, that is that is a a complete uh, um, usurping of states rights because the states have the right to decide whether or not a drug that ends a life is allowed to be used in in their state. Right. Um, But that's one thing that they're going to do. Um, it goes on to say that there and then there then there's dopey rhetoric in here, like ramp up outreach and public education efforts on abortion to, quote, ensure that Americans have access to reliable and accurate information about their rights and access to care. Um, in other words, they're going to ramp up their indoctrination in schools and, and everywhere to try to push uh, the idea of killing kids. Um they are going to, they're convening a bunch of private pro bono attorneys and organizations to provide more legal representation to those lawfully seeking abortions as well as those providing them. That's where it starts to get really kind of scary. Because if you are in a state like California that provides, a, 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 you know, unfettered abortion and now they even want to make it, you know, post-abortion, what do you need attorneys for? If you're in a state that says you're not allowed to get an abortion past 15 weeks, what do you need an attorney for? You don't get an abortion after 15 weeks. It's real simple. So there's clearly some kind of plan involved with violating the law and protecting those that are going to violate the law. That's how determined they are to kill the preborn out there. And as you and I talked about, who on the other side is standing up saying you guys can't do this? Yeah, the, uh, the uh, EO also focuses on, quote, protecting patient privacy. What do they need? What, why, why do they need to increase patient privacy? First of all, this was never about privacy. You can't go into any doctor's office right now and decide that you want to sell a kidney or your corneas. This is crap. What this is about is them wanting to, to tamp down or provide additional measures um, to make it possible for doctors and patients to violate the law and do it privately. That's what's going on here. That's how determined they are to kill babies. He goes on to say, Biden has directed Becerra in consultation with Garland and the FTC to consider options to address deceptive or fraudulent practices and protect access to accurate information. I don't even know what that means. But I do know what it means and can read between the lines when they talk about directing HHS to consider additional actions to safeguard sensitive information related to reproductive care related to. Um, goes on to say, including under the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, Becerra has directed the HHS Office for Civil Rights to issue new guidance, get the skins, related to the HIPAA privacy rule 
Here's where it gets interesting to me to clarify that doctors and medical providers are in most cases not required and in many instances not permitted to disclose private information on patients, including law enforcement. That's not the issue that that's not the area that was of concern to me. It had to do with um, this part. The president has directed Becerra to consider updating guidance that clarifies physician responsibilities and protections under the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act. Is that not basically saying, doctors, you're going to perform abortions when we tell you to perform abortions, and we're, you're going to provide cover under privacy. That's what's going on here. And under the guise of emergency. So now, there's going to be, the, the, the leeway is going to be, every woman who wants to have an abortion somehow has some a medical emergency to justify it. And they're going to make that lawful. That's what's going on here. And we get the same privacy um, under whether we're vaxxed or not, right? Uh, uh Uh-huh. Right. No, you don't have any. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, The order also looks to, quote, ensure the safety of those seeking as well as providing abortion care. Get this, Skins. Including by protecting mobile clinics that have been deployed to provide care for out-of-state patients. This is the first I've heard of mobile clinics. You've been hearing about mobile clinics? Nope. So now federal taxpayer dollars is going to go to, um, you know, kind of like these, you know, mobile dog washing centers going to roam around providing, clin- uh, you know, providing abortions in parking lots. Is this going to be in state, uh, you know, um, for out of state patients? Yeah, we've already got a problem with the Biden administration. And out of state patients. Get this, Skins. Biden today, I don't know if I've even got a clip of it. Let's see if we've got a clip of it. Yeah, let's play clip five. That a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio. 10 years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment. Yeah, he just do a slip. I thought I heard to terminate the presidency. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Didn't know she had such power. Yeah. Um, it, what he said, the last part is my judgment. He realized he went too far in, in terms of a, pre- a pregnancy to maybe save her life. Let's think about this for a minute. Now, why is this? Who is this 10-year-old? We know that, that reports are coming in, according to Reuters, that the Biden administration has been flying or driving minors from Texas shelters to other states for abortions. Because after Roe v. Wade was overturned, the Texas law kicked in, the trigger law went into effect, and now it's illegal. These are illegal aliens in our country that are now being shuttered around at our expense via plane and via car to get abortions in other states. And by the way, how many of these minors that are pregnant are pregnant because of the Biden administration supporting and enabling the child trafficking and sex trafficking of children up via these caravans to then have them brought into this country and now the taxpayers having to pay for these abortions? That's what's going on here. In fact... Reuters had had a, they had a, um, when they were reporting this, it wasn't reporting this in the terms of, hey, guess how horrible what the Biden administration is doing. Oh, no. Here was the headline. It was abortion worries heightened for unauthorized immigrants in the U.S. Abortion 
worries heightened for unauthorized immigrants. In other words, according to um, this is from Breitbart, unauthorized immigrants is newspeak for illegal alien who should immediately be deported, but isn't because Democrats need a captive uh, future voting block. Hold on. Yeah. Now we're supposed to be upset about Roe v. Wade being overturned because people who are breaking illegally into our country who have no business being in our country can't kill their innocent babies in our country. But they are at our taxpayers expense. So that's who Biden was talking about. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you mentioned vaxes. I got a story about vaxes and vax mandates for you. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. In the last segment, we played a little game of Dead or Alive. And I thought as a joke, I threw it out there, Joe Biden. And the caller thought it was a serious question, said he was alive. You know what? It actually is a serious question for, for reasons like this. Because today, um, you know, I also in the last segment shared the executive order on uh, the that he did for abortion. And in his press conference today, this happened. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or or maybe precise, not and or. (laughs) It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the left is just they're trying to they're trying to gaslight Remind us me get, of go get it <laughs> oh my gosh he literally reads every word on the prompter he has no cognitive abilities left this is not the first time it's happened and of course they had to try the white house had to try to gaslight us and say afterwards oh no 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 that's not what he said he said let me repeat that line no, you heard it yourself, did you not? That's exactly what he said. Repeat the and line. And if you notice, when he says, repeat that line, he starts speaking more slowly. Wow. Uh, now, he said, repeat the line. He read, right, was on the teleprompter. And and what was one of the teleprompter things he said before? Um, go get him. Go no, But there was even another one that was even worse than that. Um, he, this has just happened many times. And you know what? Joking aside... Leader of the free world. Yeah. Um, if there, you know, Rosenstein got busted. He had lied and said that he didn't offer to wear a wire to try to trap Trump and invoke the 25th Amendment. And this was within a month or two of Trump taking office. He did. That was a lie. This is exactly the kind of clown show, mental, deficient, cognizant. I don't want to shame anybody. We all have senior people in our family, many of which that have suffered decline in their mental faculties. That This isn't about that. What this is about is this is about the United States of America and our future. And it, it and it's incredibly selfish and despicable that this man who can't even read a prompter has no idea where he is half the time, literally at times has, has tried to shake Hands with people that weren't even on a stage with him is if there was ever a true meaning behind the 25th Amendment, this is it. It, it, It's just scary, you know, and I'm not a big fan of Kamala Harris never will be. But you know what? Put her in. He's done. Yeah. Um, To find us 
and all of it's an embodiment of so many of you here today. Leaders in civil rights like Karen uh, Nagasaki and, uh, and Karen Kuramatsu. Uh, I knew that'd get you to crack up. <laughs> Why didn't you just call her Hiroshima? <laughs> okay, I gotta compose myself. That gets you every time. It's just as funny. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay, seriously, it's all gone now. I'm going back to being serious. Okay. Okay. All right, so Kavanaugh, uh, we we also talked about Kavanaugh recently. He was run out of a restaurant, run out of Morton's. Um, anyway, um, so the Supreme Court. I heard somebody in, put out an interesting premise yesterday who said, look, um, for all the great that it was that Roe v. Wade was overturned, we have a Supreme Court that is that it denied hearing from people, healthcare professionals in New York, students across the country, on and on and on, the Supreme Court allowing them to be forced to be vaccinated. We've got 40,000 military federal workers, uh, military federal workers that are, are having to make the decision of uh, be forcefully jabbed with a substance that is killing people or they suspect it's killing people for whatever reason don't want to be jabbed with it. It's it's a decision they shouldn't have to make. Right. So the Supreme Court right now, I mean, I, I, you know, he says, look, if I had to choose which decision I would take from the Supreme Court, I'd rather them leave Roe v. Wade intact because at least that involves a choice than taking a choice for away from people and have it being forced on them. You know what? I agree. And and the Supreme Court, one of the decisions that um, happened was involving. Um, remember when OSHA came down and was was going to require shots of every worker, whether they be federal workers, state workers, or public nationwide. Or yep. Nationwide, and the Supreme Court split the baby. They said OSHA did not have the power to demand that. Um, um, private companies force shots on people and get involved there, but the federal government had the right to do that. Well, get this, and they shouldn't because that's forcing workers. Every American should have the same rights in this country, whether they work for the federal government or whether they work for the private sector. Here's a little piece of information. This comes from Brad Har- Brian Harrison today on, on Twitter. He's uh, put out a memo from, and this is from the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, this involves because one of the groups of federal workers being forced to get the shots are uh, those that work for Medicare or Medicaid services. And so this is a, a memo from Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services. Services, And this is involving new hires, people that are being hired to go and enforce the shot mandates. So get this. This is two states survey agency directors. It's from, um, well, I already said it was from, this is the Center for Clinical Standards and Quality, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The subject is rescission of the January 25th, 2022 memo regarding vaccine expectations for surveyors performing federal oversight and removal from guidance repository. In other words, they are removing the requirement. These are the people being hired to enforce the shot mandates, but they're being told they don't have to get the shot. They're not having to to uh, suffer under the same mandate for which they're enforcing. And on top of it, it goes on to say, um, the the guidance does not include any possibility of penalties for noncompliance, and it prohibits facilities from inquiring about whether or not they've gotten the vax. So not only do they not have to get the vax, nobody's allowed to ask them whether or not they got the vax. 
And they don't have to suffer any noncompliance for not getting and the vaccine. And you thought it was about health. Right. They get a pass for it while their jobs are to go around with and, and stomp the jackboots of tyranny onto the necks of federal workers who don't want to get it. This isn't about health. Like you just said, this is about tyranny. Never and was. Ne- it was never about health. It was always about power and shame on the Supreme Court. And as glad as I am for the Roe v. Wade being overturned, not just from a pro-life standpoint, but for the, the, the idea that it returned states' rights, it, it put it back to the people, to the peoples who should have the decision on whether or not to be jabbed. And shame on, on the, the same Supreme Court justices that overturned Roe v. Wade upheld the government's right to force you to be injected with a substance that you don't want injected into your body. I can't square that. I can't square it at all. Still doesn't mean Kavanaugh should be or anybody should be threatened or have or or, or be um, subject to no, leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. All right, we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back. We got more to share with you guys on the other side. It's time. It's Friday. Time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. I've got a couple ideas for you. I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Do you have a hero of the week? We could use more heroes. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before we do Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, I can't end the show without uh, making a mention of the assassination that took place today of Shinzo Abe as he was on the campaign trail. I've never been a foreign policy expert, and so I don't pretend to be an expert on him and his time as a leader over in Japan. I, I, I was reminded today that he was the first world leader to visit President Trump. And actually, he met with President Trump before he was even inaugurated and met and actually flew and met with him in New York City. I do remember that. He, um, you know that he was a force for stability in the, in the area there when um, the far left today is making scurrilous, terrible comments about him, um, that um, he, he was a, a vocal, outspoken uh, supporter of Taiwan, keeping their independence. I remember that about him. What it is... It, and leave it to the left. They can't even just give it some time. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, because it's all about power and they, they, hate, they it literally hate anybody and seek to destroy anybody who dares to disagree with them. And that could include anybody within their own circle. I mean, Hollywood, you know, the, the, the graveyard of canceled Hollywood celebs that were once, you know, considered to be heroes to the left until they dared to say something out of turn. Uh, that, that, that graveyard is, is, is big. It's deep. Um, one of my nominees for Stink of the Week is the response by the Biden administration. For Joe Biden to immediately start talking about gun control was absolutely one of the worst things I think I've ever seen in my life. And oh, by the way, yeah, they are a nation with with strict gun control laws. They didn't they didn't achieve a gunless society by, you know, starting out like America where there are 300 guns in society they had to get rid of, first of all. But second of all. It didn't stop this guy, this former Navy guy, from building a, a, a gun, right? What did that tell you? Right. So quite frankly, all the tortured math tonight to try to um, 
you know, this is a former head of state and, you know, to immediately glom on to gun control like this is despicable. And despite all the tortured math of this is just one shooting compared to whatever, the bottom line is the gun control didn't work, did it? Because when he decided he wanted to shoot somebody, he made a gun. So enough of that. It's insane. Uh, My hero of the week, I got to give it to the Burger King worker. Yeah, I I haven't given my stink yet, but I got to give it to that, too, because that is that just makes me feel good inside. Yeah, we don't have enough Americans anymore. And one of the things we talk a lot on this show about how the left has made inroads in destroying our culture, which was based upon the idea that nobody owed you anything here. The only thing that was offered was opportunity. You had to work hard. Um, There was always, you know, it was also based on the idea that, um, you know, uh, life isn't perfect. There's always going to be somebody with more money than you, Um, you know. um, And look what he did with his opportunity. He made the most of it. He made the most of it. And this was a guy that didn't sit around all day at home yammering on why life wasn't easier on him and how come some people had more money than him. He worked his butt off. He worked his butt off. He got a job at Burger King and stayed there because of the benefits, the health insurance benefits. He made a practical choice. He showed up every day for 27 years, never missed a day, and even kept a smile on his face as he was given crap for thank you gifts on the anniversary of his employment, like one star, one movie ticket, one Starbucks cup. And you know what? He was, and and it's such a great story, uh, not just about him and what an example he is to Americans, to, to society, to the black lives matter crowd, because I don't even think I mentioned the fact the other night that this, this gentleman is African American. He's obviously raised to amazing young women who, who look up to him. It's, you know, and, and they decided that they wanted to do more for him, so they launched the GoFundMe, and it's over three hundred thousand dollars. They wanted three hundred, and they got over three hundred thousand. Yeah, and that just also goes to show that the American culture—we uh, are the most giving, gracious, philanthropic group of humans on the planet. In spite, here we are, where min- many Americans can't even afford to fill up their gas tanks, yet they came together and provided over three hundred grand to do. this man. And it just that that's a story to me that is just there's so many different aspects of the story that there's so many heroes from him um, to his daughters to all the Americans that gave. Um, I even had tip to the Today Show for bringing him on. And so to me, I'd, I'd like to end the week on that great of a story. So um, now you cannot take it easy way out, man, and glom onto my hero. You no, got to come already, up. I plan on that when you. No. Okay, well, we got to have another one. We got to have a second hero. Is that the only hero that we've got? Okay, fine. Uh, You know, token as it is, Governor Ron DeSantis for just, you know, keeping the keeping the fight going every single week. There's at least a good news story about something he's doing for freedom. Yeah, um, you know, I can go with that. I can get behind that. It's why as of right now, I'm voting for him in 24. If he runs in 24, he's got my vote as of now. Yeah, you know what? We we got to take our heroes where we can find them when it comes to public life. Um, I don't know of a whole lot of celebrities right now that I consider heroes. God bless James Conn. God bless James Conn for the work that he did. God bless his family. Did you give me a stink real quick? Yeah, the Army cutting pay and benefits for more than 60,000 unvaxxed troops. There, That's a major stink. All right, and you guys are heroes. We love you, and we'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. 
Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code CLOCK for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code C-L-O-C-K. Use code CLOCK for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. KCBQ San Diego. k 241 ct Oceanside. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.